0: Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is a production of Peg where we believe that marketing strategy should be delivered in plain English. This is Lorraine Ball.
1: And this is Jared Jewett.
0: And today we're going to talk about talking to people.
1: In what way?
0: We're going to talk about how you grow your email list so you can talk to more people tomorrow than you can today.
1: This is one of my favorite topics. Email is not dead and it's a really, really big deal in your digital marketing strategy.
0: Honestly, I've seen statistics um, from national companies and I've seen it in our results as well that if I promote something on social media and in my email, as long as my email is permission-based, You may have as much as a four-to-one response from your email compared to social media.
1: I love that you said permissions-based. Do you maybe want to talk a little bit about things that you can't do right now with email?
0: So as you're getting started and you're getting excited about email and you think, oh my God, I have all these people and I've met them and I have their business cards and I belong to this organization and I can get a hold of their membership list and I can scrape, no, you can't. What makes email work is a foundation in permission that people have said, yes, I want to hear from you.
1: And it's trust-based. They've shown interest and said, I trust you enough to learn more about you, and now I want to hear from you.
0: If you're kind of old school and you're thinking, well, they just don't know they don't they want to hear from me, and, and I'm just going to send them my info, and, and then they can delete it if they don't want it. Well, the truth is, no, you can't. Just as consumers have gotten pretty... Pretty adamant about no call lists and not wanting unsolicited phone calls, they get equally grumpy about unsolicited emails. And the federal government has actually stepped in and has something called the CAN-SPAM Act, which has pretty clear guidelines. If you want to use a tool like Constant Contact or MailChimp or, or Delivera, you have to play by the rules and you have to prove that your list is permission-based.
1: Yeah, it's really important that you do a little bit of research, homework, check that out to make sure you don't get yourself into hot water uh, when using some of these tips that we're about to give you.
0: Well, and here's the bottom line. If you have asked someone, and you can either ask directly or indirectly. Directly, can I add you to my email list? Or, would you like to join my birthday club? That is an indirect But if they're signing up your birthday club, they have given you permission. Um, Would you like to download this information? Do you want to become a member of this? Do you want more info about that? Any of those things give you permission. You've begun a business conversation. People can still opt out, but the chances are you're going to have a much better list.
1: So let's dive right into some of the things that you can do uh, with your email marketing strategy. And it's awesome how these things range from kind of the old school and analog to, I mean, the cutting edge of what we can do digitally.
0: So old school stuff. If If you have a retail location, go ahead and start collecting email addresses in your retail location or in your office, and you can do anything from having a sign-up form to a fishbowl where people can drop business cards, promote it on signage in your in your building.
1: Yeah, it sounds old school, but you'd be surprised. I mean, if you were to put um, an invitation to join a newsletter list on something like your restaurant menu, uh, people Pay attention. People who are really interested in in updates about your business will sign up. It happens.
0: And one one of the lovely terms I heard is using email in what's called the dead zone. And the dead zone is that place where customers are sort of waiting for that next step. Medical practices in your waiting room. Restaurants after the menus have been picked up. What do people do? They start looking around at stuff.
1: Yeah, plenty of restaurants um, really hit it on the head. They'll they'll add a little insert um, when you get your check, and it says, hey, thanks for dining with us. You want 10% off your next meal? Join our mailing list uh, for this and more updates. And that's a beautiful place. Again, that is that dead zone where you otherwise would not have any material about your business.
0: The other thing, and I, I love that you talked about the check, because the other thing that you can do in other businesses, and I see this a lot at Starbucks and Staples, It's on the cash register receipt. Hey, fill out this survey, and you will get X, Y, and Z, and we will get your email address. And so that's a wonderful way to transform someone who is a nameless, maybe I dropped by one time, to someone that you can now cultivate and invite back.
1: I think if you own a business where people come and are expecting to read more about you, I mean, heck, even offer a copy of your newsletter and see if people are interested in the way that it's designed and the way it reads. And uh, if you're there face-to-face with them, say, hey, do you like this? Do you want to join my newsletter? Uh, Thanks for showing interest.
0: And that is a great idea. Kind of give people a flavor of here's what you get. One last thing before we jump off of what I'm going to call some of these old-school in-your-face tactics, and that is... Consider rewarding your employees. You know, if you've got this newsletter and you know it's important for your business, get your employees involved, run a contest, create a contest that says if we have so many new names on our newsletter list, we'll have a pizza lunch. Give your employees a reason to reach out to their friends and their family.
1: And that's a, that's such a cool way to promote your newsletter in kind of those small to medium sized businesses.
0: You know what? I'm going to say that'll work in any size business. Um, If you've got a newsletter list and you're a Fortune 500 company and your employees are out on the streets saying, hey, you need to sign up for our newsletter, that is as valuable. It's really not size related. All right, so let's abandon pencils and paper because, you know what, that's kind of old school. How do we use some of the technology that people have in their pockets that they're comfortable with using to get them to sign up for your newsletter list?
1: All you've got to do is put something in front of them that they can capture with these uh, digital devices. Because you're always guaranteed that these people are going to have some sort of smartphone Right? So, if they're at your place of business and you offer them up a QR code to scan, right? That automatically enrolls them uh, in your digital newsletter. That's just one of the multitude of ways you can get people online.
0: I mean, you know, the other thing is that if you're dealing with a community that maybe doesn't have smartphones, so maybe you're dealing with seniors and, and they're more likely to still have the analog phones, you can have an iPad or a tablet right next to your register. And while they're waiting in line, they can be filling it out. Even people who maybe don't have the devices still like playing with the toys.
1: Yeah, it's so cool. Our friends at at Perk, this is actually what they do. And some of the technology that they've come out with to be able to, um, you can just rent out their digital kiosks, use them for a couple weeks when your shop is, is first open, for instance. and uh, and use those devices to build your email lists.
0: My guess is that same device would work really well, and we're kind of jumping ahead, but at a trade show or a conference, um, having that there as well, where people could be filling out real-time while they're doing it.
1: Right, and then you're hitting really both the analog side of things and the really high-tech digital side.
0: Okay, let's go to the next area. Um, Social media. Everybody's on social media and or... Most people are on social media. How do you kind of cross-populate?
1: Right. So it's awesome having a social media community because you've got these people who have shown that they're interested in your brand, right, by following you, liking your information. That is a great group of people to just send a simple post to that says, hey, you like us. Would you like to learn more about us in your email so we're not maybe all the time flooding your social media channels.
0: And the other thing is that a lot of these Tools. Uh, a lot of the standard uh, email tools have got links where you can put social share buttons in there, right in the email. You can encourage people to click, and you can also, every time you publish an email, automatically push it to social platforms.
1: Right. I was going to say, just like we talked about, maybe carrying around a, an analog uh, issue of your of, of your newsletter, you could share a digital version, and if people like it, give them a link to sign up.
0: You know, the other thing, and I think everybody always thinks about, you know, they think social media, they think Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, maybe Google+, but there's so much more. Um, if you're recording videos or podcasts like this one, let people know that you've got a newsletter. By the way, you can sign up for our newsletter at roundpeg.biz, and um, just like that, and then have that link in the text description have your, your newsletter link flash on the screen during a video as well. Right.
1: And visual social media platforms are an awesome place to share your newsletter. Uh, if you've got really nice visual elements, it's okay to post a screenshot of it on Pinterest and then have a link that goes back uh, to your homepage so people can sign up
0: for it. And, you know, the thing is that not everybody is going to notice it. Not everybody is going to like it. But for the amount of time and effort it takes to put the content or one image from that newsletter on Pinterest or on SlideShare or Instagram for that few seconds and if you capture one or two people it's a fabulous thing. Right. Um, the other thing that you can certainly do is run contests and promotions and particularly I think Facebook if you have consumer products I think Facebook really lends itself to contests that are designed to build your email list.
1: Right, there's no, there's no way to get your audience more excited than by offering them a, a chance to win something really cool uh, for basically just their email address.
0: And think virally. If you're going to do a contest, and I know I think we've, uh, I've talked about this in a separate occasion, but we had a contest where people shared pictures of their dogs. And maybe we had 50 or 60 people share pictures of their dogs. But the way they won was it was a popularity contest, and they had to get their friends and their family to vote for them. And every vote came with an email address. And so from 50 entries, we might have had four, 500 additional email addresses.
1: And social media is, plays right into the scalability of your message.
0: Okay. So we've talked about the world out there. We've talked about your physical world. We've talked about social media. What about your website?
1: This is what I like to call the big shiny button theory. So you've got a call out, sometimes often on your homepage, uh, that just has a place for people to put their first name and their email. And a big button that says download now, text around it that says check out this cool offer, this cool out of recipe. And all it takes, first name, first name email.
0: Don't ask for too much information. I think that's the key. Don't get hung up on, I need to know everything about you. No, you really don't. You will earn the right to ask me for more information if you prove that you've given me something of value.
1: Right. It's really important to remember that this is just the first step. This is just the step where people say, it's okay for you to send me more information.
0: And test different calls to action. Some of my favorites, and I've seen this, a lot of marketing companies do things like... Um, one million marketers already subscribe. How about you? Yeah. And so it kind of plays to that. They're in the club and you're not. Um, and that seems to be very effective. Uh, you mentioned it, kind of offers... Um, recipes, white papers, tools, anything that people would say, ooh, I want that.
1: Mm -hmm. And if you get really into it, you can test colors and fonts. And uh, all of those are different ways to increase the amount of people that are going to click through and get onto your mailing list.
0: And just as we're discussing, if you are intrigued by some of the things that we're talking about, if you'd like to see a more comprehensive list, you'll be able to download our 50 ways to grow your email list guide at the end of our blog post. But there's more to come. You can also look at um, sharing your links on other blogs.
1: Or even other places that, uh, that aggregate articles about things in your industry. Um, so an industry directory, sometimes they'll, they'll even have their own newsletters. Uh, if you can get your information in those different pieces of, of marketing... Um, and share a link back to a place where people can join your newsletters, then they know that you're a trustworthy source in your industry.
0: So one of the things, a lot of times if you comment on other blog posts, and if you've been doing this a lot, you may notice that they always ask you for your web address. And that's a way of figuring out who you are, getting some credibility. Instead of linking to your homepage, link to the sign-up form for your newsletter. If you're going to do that, be sure you tell people, What's in it for them? Why do they want your newsletter? And just saying, newsletter, sign up now, it ain't going to cut it because I don't know about you, but I get hundreds of newsletters every month. you got to give me a reason. What's special about your newsletter? And be visible. Get out there. Um, You mentioned, um, you know, uh, posting in other directories. Go to trade shows. Create events. Everywhere you go, make it easy for people to sign up for your list.
1: Right. Again, even if this is just a piece of analog collateral that you're giving out that still says, hey, if you enjoy this information on our business, at the very bottom says this is a link to sign up for our newsletter. That can really make a big deal if you've made that one-on-one personal relationship with someone at a trade show who might want to follow up.
0: All right, we've run through a lot of ideas really fast, and if you were smart, you were writing them all down. But if you were driving and you wanted to write them all down and you couldn't, that's okay. Go ahead and check out um, our blog, roundpeg.biz slash 50 ways. Oh, um, if you were writing them all down, that's okay. We'll have a link to the white paper from our blog at Round Peg, and from More Than a Few Words. This has been another episode of More Than a Few Words. Thanks for listening.